The Lord be with you. And with Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab. Aminadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahav. Boaz became the father of Oved, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse, the father of David, the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amos. Amos, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Sheltiel, Sheltiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud became the father of Aliakim, Aliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar became the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of her was born Jesus, who was called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to Christ, 14 generations generations. Now, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived. She will bear a son. You are to name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God 
is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son. And he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brother generously let me borrow his summer home condo down the Cape for a couple of days on a little vacation. Well, I was so grateful that I wanted to give him a gift. But he was married at the time, and I hadn't had a lot of conversations with him, so I wasn't really sure what to get him. So I ended up getting him the impersonal gift card to Eastern Mountain Sports. So that Thanksgiving, my brother jumps out of the car, and he's wearing this ski jacket. It's a hot hot, fluorescent orange with with blue cobalt stripes down the arms. It was, you had to wear sunglasses to look at him. Ah! So he gets out of the car and he says, look what I bought with with your gift card. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that my brother liked those colors. I would have picked earth tones. And see, that's to appreciate the difficulty of getting somebody the gift that they really want or they really need. Because you don't want your gift to end up on eBay. So what Matthew is doing here in the gospel is showing us that God is giving us a gift to the world that we need. A king. And he emphasizes through the whole infancy narrative about kings. He starts the gospel with a list of every king of the people of God. And then after that, we find out that Joseph is the son of David, a king. And then later, we find out that Herod is jealous of the newborn king and wants to have him destroyed. And then right after that, three kings come to visit with kingly gifts to do homage to the new king. Lots of kings in the story. So the question is, is why is the emphasis so much? Why do we need a king? Well, in order to answer that question, we have to go back to the book of Samuel. In the book of Samuel, it begins with people turn their back on God. They decide to worship other gods. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? I mean, God just released them from from the Egyptians when they were in slavery, brought them through the desert. They had plenty of food and water, and then he gives them prime real estate. This is the best land you could possibly have. Grow lots of food. Your economy is always going to be great. Gave them the best. Then they turn around and turn their back on them. You would think that God would get mad and just wipe them all out. But he doesn't. God says, I know what the problem is. I know what the problem is. They don't have good leadership. See, if they had really good leadership, then they would always be faithful and always, we will always be together. We'll never be separated. And that was the, that was the idea. God gave the people a king. And then they had lots of kings. Let me put it this way. One day I was driving those two-lane highways, you know. So I was driving on the right side, the right lane, and somebody needed to get over to the right lane. So I let them cut in front of me. So the person cut in front of me, then he slowed down, and then he came to a complete stop, put the hazard lights on. Apparently, he couldn't find any parking, so why not just stop right in the middle of the road? So now I'm stuck behind this guy, 
and I try to get out behind him, get in the left lane. But see, I can't do that because all the cars are zipping by in the left lane, and I have no momentum to, to build up speed so I can get in there. I'm stuck. I'm just sitting there. So after a couple of minutes, somebody noticed my predicament. And they flashed the lights, gave me the sign, slowed down, and I was, I was like really grateful. <laughs> Thank you. So I, so I got in the lane, and I was driving off, and I'm thinking to myself, gee, you know, if I was God, if I could just be God for five minutes, that guy right there would win the megabucks. And then that guy, every one of his sports, favorite sports teams, would win championships for the next five years. And that guy will never have back pain if I'm God. I'm just going to shower the guy with a lot of gifts. Now, why him? Because he stood out from all the others. He stood out. That's why I give him the gifts. Now, there are kings and kings, and now we have Matthew's point is that finally we have a king who will stand out, be different from all the others. No king, no king was ever a humble servant that wanted to hear the word of God and follow instructions. No, all the kings, they, they were kings. They, didn't, they weren't going to follow instructions. They're going to do their own thing. But we need a humble servant to lead us, somebody that stands out. So, on Christmas Day, God saw what we needed on earth and gave us a king, a humble servant, to save us. And hopefully, we'll stand out. We Christians will stand out as the great kingdom.